Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewell.com and check it out. You're essentially getting a small town population opting in to, to receive your emails every month. That's right. Yeah, it's powerful. Like kind of just works in the back end. It makes money for you, especially once you set up the right flows and email automation that I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, it's, it's kind of just gradually chipping away at increasing your list. And then you can figure out the uh, predicted revenue per user on your list. And then you're off to the races. Welcome back to Pit Stop. Joining me once again is Connor, not only is he an ultra marathon runner, dad to the best wolf dog in the planet. He's also the founder and CEO of Bluebird Provisions, who makes their very own bone broth and some more powders. Now, getting into a few more products that are related to which we'll probably talk about in this episode, but it's a consumable product. That's what I sold. It's what I love. And one of the reasons that I love it is you don't have to constantly spend money to attract new customers. Once you get someone into your funnel, you can market to them and remarket to them through email and now SMS, which is what Connor is going to talk about, how he drives 40% of his revenue through email. Connor, welcome back to Pit Stop. Thanks, Lucas. Happy to uh, chat email strategies today. Me too. And I'm always a big, big proponent of, of email marketing. Who are you using for your, your ESP? We're using Clavio. Nice. Nice. I use them in my store. I've used, I think, probably every tool under under the sun at, at this point. So big fan of Clavio. Now, let's talk about the opt-in best practices because I've had things opt in a ton of just junk emails and it's the worst going through and unsubscribing. I saw you had a great quiz to help people choose the right product for you, but it also tells you a little, a little bit more. I said that I, uh, I'm interested in bone broth to lose a little bit of weight. I'm not quite recovering from any long distance injuries yet, so I don't have that need. But tell me a little bit more about how you get people to opt in because that to me is if you can opt in high quality leads at, at volume, that's the bread and butter of not having to, to clean it out down the road. And once you, you have that constantly replenishing itself, then that's really a great way to keep your list healthy and profitable. Sure. So a couple of opt-in best practices that, that work for our brand, which is a consumable that hopefully people can reorder once they're interested. With that caveat aside, you should be aiming for around 5% opt-in. So take your total traffic by the number of emails you're getting a month. Hopefully it's you know maybe somewhere between 2 to 5%. What we have settled on is pushing most of our opt-ins to a product quiz. Now you're seeing a lot of the quizification of direct to consumer. You'll see this on a lot of websites now and into the future. Um, a couple of reasons for this, most of which is is the issues with Facebook and, and iOS and not not getting the right attribution and data from your Facebook ads. And th this is leading a lot of companies to try to kind of own more of a relationship with their customer and get more zero party data, which is just a fancy way of more information about your customer into your email service provider. So a quiz is a great way to do that. It sparks a lot of curiosity from people that land on your page. So as opposed to just a, a boring, hey, uh, here's 10% off for, for, and give us your email. A quiz really kind of gets people, gets people invested. It gets them committed to the process of learning more about your product. It's also kind of fun and just a little bit refreshing compared to your, your standard opt-in. So we run a quiz saying, I think it's like 10 seconds to find out the perfect bone broth for you. So we ask, you know, two or three questions on a type form. There's a lot of other apps that are doing this as well. It, it just kind of qualifies the lead. It, it tells 
us in, in our back end, what these people are interested in, what their health goals are, and then it'll spit out a response based on their answers to the question. So for us, it'll recommend a specific type of bone broth for this consumer. And then from that, you're going to have this opt-in linked into your, your email service provider to be able to hopefully custom tailor your messaging based on the, the quiz results. Yeah. And I think that's it's a really, really smart way to do it. And it, it also gives you great data on the, the new kinds of products that you should maybe come out or if people say, well, why haven't I, why haven't you tried bone broth before? And they say, oh, it's too hard for me to get. Well, then you know that it's A, target some grocery retailers near them, but also B, let them know that you can get free shipping or that you can have it shipped direct to you at some point. That's a good point. So now that you... Or even just like what flavor of, of broth are you, are you most excited for? And people say, say mushroom. You say, well, there's no bones in mushroom bone broth, but I, I, I see like that umami flavor will, will come up with something like that. So when it comes to, to the, to the best practices, quiz works really aiming for that, that 5% target, which if people heard the last episode, they'd know that you're getting 50,000 visitors a month. I'll let them do the math on that if they they so so please but you're essentially getting a small town population opting into to receive your emails every month that's right yeah it's powerful like kind of just works in the back end it makes money for you especially once you set up the right flows and email automation that i'm sure we'll get into but yeah it's, it's kind of just gradually chipping away at increasing your list and then you can figure out the uh, predicted revenue per user on your list and then you're off to the races yeah. And let's, let's jump into, so how does that flow setup work? You go for the, the hard sale right away. Do you look how they ordered before? What does your, your flow look like that really works for you? Sure. So, so we have some custom tailored welcome flows based on a few different things. It'll be one primarily based on their location. So we sell in the United States, but also in Canada, we have slightly different product offerings based on where you are, which makes things uh, very complicated. But the, the other way that oh, we... Cust- it's, a, it's a pain. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. But anyways, the, the other thing we customize the welcome flow based on is their responses to the quiz. So for example, you know, we have a beef bone broth and a chicken bone broth. If the quiz spits out that they are recommended chicken bone broth, well, they're going to get a custom welcome email flow that's going to be Anywhere from 10 to 15 emails in our case over two months, let's say, and and that's going to introduce them to the products. That's going to give them a discount code to incentivize that first sale. That's going to tell them a little bit about the brand, the brand story, if it's interesting. And that's really going to just equip them with everything they need to make a purchasing decision while also busting any common objections that the shopper may have, such as shipping issues, shipping price, do you ship to my location, all these kind of standard things. You really just want to bust those objections in your first few emails. Mm -hmm. Are you using Gorgeous for your help desk? We actually are not. We have a, a more of a, a manual technique with a customer service staff, but uh, it's on my list this year to get gorgeous up and running because I keep hearing about it. So, so I, I mean, I work there, so I'm, I'm biased, but I also know the product quite well. And just you, you've got me thinking of with the gorgeous and Clavio integration of taking those common questions. Shipping is usually a big one. And then just putting those into your, your flows of sort of where you see people are engaging, but not purchasing just start busting objections proactively. And I find that usually does help to, to convert. One, one thing that you mentioned here now is going into the, the SMS. And I'm, I don't want to get too far ahead of, of the cart, but uh, this week that we're recording, so a couple of weeks ago, 
did an episode talking about how mud water would activate when using some automations through through Mesa when your product arrives taking that shipping notification to send an SMS of, Hey, here's how best to enjoy your mud water. Because people didn't realize that it's like, it's a tea, you add cream, sugar, you, you make it your, your own. And I would imagine that bone broth could be that way as, as well. I mean, I might just sample it right from the pouch, but I, I don't think it's meant to be drinking like a, a Capri Sun with a, a straw, straw put in it. I think you're supposed to heat it up, but what does the, your ass, and I, I'm rambling here to ask a double barrel question. So I'm just the, the host to not learn lead by example. But the first question is how are you using SMS and have you seen that adoption? And then what does your post purchase SMS upsell and flow look like? Sure. So SMS has been great for us. The opt-in rate is lower than email. That's okay. You are getting a much higher engagement rate because people are just going to be opening these messages a lot more frequently than email. So our SMS strategy is quite simple, but we we have a couple of things that seem to work for us. The, the first thing we do from a post-purchase perspective is we have a, a triggered SMS that goes out from the founder, which is me. You can also do this from a head of customer service or, or community or something like that saying, hey, Connor here from Bluebird Provisions. I noticed that your order just got delivered a couple of days ago. Hey, this is me just checking in to see, did everything arrive okay? Was there any damage in your packaging? For our case, we we do sell some frozen products in Canada. So it's me checking in to make sure everything was still frozen when it arrived. This is just a really nice touch, especially knowing that this product has already been delivered. So you want to set up the trigger for when either post-fulfillment, when hopefully you know it's delivered or when it's marked as delivered. And this is just like a nice nice personal touch to bust some objections because from there you can ask people for reviews. You can see how their product experience was and it kind of allows you to improve on maybe your shipping or the way you package it. This one has just been great from a customer experience perspective. Now, the other post-purchase SMS strategy we're using is we're doing an immediate post-purchase SMS upsell. So a lot of companies do upsells at the cart level um, post-purchase. We're doing that a little bit different. We're doing it by SMS. So anyone who opts into SMS and makes a purchase, they're immediately going to get an SMS message within about 20 minutes of their first purchase saying, hey, we noticed you just made a purchase. That's great. Since it's your first order, we have this amazing limited time offer to purchase X items. In our case, it's, you know, another pouch of bone broth at like an insane discount. We'll offer like sometimes up to 50% off just for this extra extra upsell. Because if you can sort this out in your fulfillment center in the back end, it will likely be tagged as two different orders. But if it's from or to the same shipping address, you can save on a lot of shipping and fulfillment and pick and pack fees by shipping essentially two orders in one box. So if you figure out your unit economics the right way, it's just, it just prints money. Well, especially for any sort of heavier or liquid good, it's just, it's a game of uh, operations and, and logistics and efficiencies. It's it's expensive to ship, especially especially within Canada. I don't, yeah. I don't think people realize how how difficult it is. I think that's a good place to wrap it up because we're going to be talking in the next episode a little bit more about ways to get referrals. And I have a feeling that when a customer is happy, it's a great time to ask them. So make sure you're subscribed. If getting more referrals and keeping your customers happy is something that's important to you, if that doesn't matter leave a one-star review so I know not to talk about that that kind of thing ever again. But if it is, make sure you subscribe and refer one of your friends to listen to this episode. Oh, and if you want to try a little bit of the bone broth, go to bluebirdprovisions.co, use promo code Lucas, all lowercase, you get 10 points off. Take the quiz too.
Triple Whale, who's doing some amazing things nowadays, they're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today. 